0: Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, and today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about the big Gmail apocalypse of 2023. Did I do it in a big,
1: dramatic enough voice? You did, darling. That was lovely. (laughs) Thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. Anyway, before it all comes to an end, uh, we might as well make as much money with email as we possibly can. So we've put together something for you that is totally free for you to download and use to start getting better results. Because if you want more sales from your emails, you need to get more people clicking on the links if you're e- in your emails. So that's why we've put together 12 creative ways that you can get more clicks from every email that you send in a new download that we are calling Click Tricks. It's yours totally free as a listener of this podcast. All you have to do is go to email marketingheroes.com tricks. Follow the little instructions. You'll be able to download it in just a few minutes from now.
0: He is still waiting for a receipt from the fast food restaurants.
1: It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple, and his checked luggage is bright red. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy.
0: Okay, what's happening with you and your receipts?
1: so you know when you go into the fast food restaurants now they're trying to remove customer service completely so they give you those machines those giant iPads that you can order from oh yes um, yes those I'm just really annoyed they never seem to print out the receipts it makes like a groaning, churning, burning sound <laughs> and, then, and then when it's supposed to spit out the receipt with your order number on because I never remember it off the bloody screen and then I'm stood around going burger, chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets just trying to figure it out they never seem to work I would say your luggage is more of a sort of salmon colour, but we'll go with red.
0: Yeah, well it said red when I ordered it. Shall we say that? Shall we say that? Yeah, the reason it's bright red, um, I was um I was when I was doing lots of cruise ship gigs with my with my show. Um obviously that means traveling a lot. Um, and so I was like, I want to be strategic. I didn't just randomly go, oh, I want red luggage, although it was in the Samsonite sale at the time. So that was a double whammy, as you remember. This was like 10, 11, 11 years ago, 11 years ago. And I remember that I ended up in Trinidad and I ended up there, but my luggage didn't. And they said, oh, come to the luggage room. And I was like, oh, that'll be a nice little room. And you go into this huge hall, this massive like basketball court size room with all of the lost luggage of the world i assume like it was huge this place and they said stand on this platform So i like stepped up these little steps like about eight steps high and i'm looking over like everything the light touches you know it's like it's kind of like that uh, is ours and um and they're like can you see yours and i'm like well no actually i can't and they were like well well how do you know from here and i said well all of this luggage here is just like dingy black and gray Mine's bright red. I'll be able to see it from here. So that's the reason I have bright-coloured luggage, so I can
1: spot it. Do you remember a few weeks ago when we went to a hotel concierge to pick up our luggage and we gave the guy the little luggage tags and he went off to go and find it and it was about three inches from our feet and he was like walking down, down all the way going, to the other end of this massive room. 102,
0: 103, <laughs> one and we're going we're like, bright red one there and, sit, how and long, touch
1: it. How long do we give him before we go <laughs> actually we're looking at it's, it's next to us. It's
0: next to us. I'll that ticketing system sucks just point at your own luggage. Hello, every week on this show we show you how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We talk about email marketing strategy, psychology, tactics, and share what's working right now to make you more sales online, making you the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player.
1: Now, unsurprisingly, one of the tech goliaths is doing it again. Uh, One of the (laughs) the big companies. Um, is making a change, uh, a technical change, which is on the surface of it going to be the death of email marketing again. Uh, no, it's <laughs> going to cause uh, all sorts of email marketing chaos, um, on the surface of it. And, um, this is, seems to be happening more and more. I think it's going to happen more and more frequently. I think there's going to be more and more of these sort of bombshells get dropped. Uh, and this time, um, it's definitely uh, it's definitely Google's turn. So uh, coming, well, it's a policy that's in place right now, if I understand it. You've been doing tons of research into this. A policy that, uh, that is in place right now, but will effectively be enforced from the 1st of December 2023.
0: That's right. I mean, basically, the policy that we're talking about is Gmail ruled out into their new terms uh, in their latest terms update. I think it was in July, um, saying that any Gmail account which has not been logged into for two years, any t- you know any two year period, um, will then be deleted. Will then be completely abolished. And I want to just talk about um, what that means for a second. Um, because that, for some people, we all use Gmail in different ways if you're using Gmail, right? And so you might be thinking, okay, wow, all those people who just never logged into their Gmail account are going to have their accounts deleted. And I'm going to talk about what that means for your email marketing. But the impact of that might not be as big as you think, because logged in doesn't just mean going into their Gmail account. It might be having logged into their Google Calendar account. It could be their Google Drive. It could be an app which links to it and is automatically doing stuff. So basically, if it's dormant, if nothing's happening. And so the reason that they're doing this is because they must have hundreds of thousands, if not millions, probably millions, right? Millions of accounts that people once created for, you know, that project they were working on, a business idea they had, a, a thing they were doing... Um, and then they just, they just, people didn't check them anymore. People aren't using them anymore. I'm sure over the years I've created several of these accounts for different businesses, ideas, and and things and startups that I've had. And so. Google, that's taken up a load of space on Google servers, not just with the emails themselves, but think about all the stuff that comes with emails, all the attachments, all the images. A major part of Google's um, inventory is Google Photos. Didn't know this until this bit of research, but Google Photos, again, huge pieces of data, huge amounts of um, server space being taken up. So only rightfully, I mean, you and I would do the same. Would go, well, they haven't looked at it for two years. It's like when you move house. I know when I moved uh, from the flat uh, from the apartment into into this house, um there was loads of stuff we were like, shall we keep this? And I'm like, well, I haven't looked at it for four years. Do I really want it? Like, it's nice, but I don't want. It. And and Google are just cleaning shop a little bit, um, because obviously the world is getting into a place where we need to be all more efficient and. And and renting that space out for free uh, to people on the internet is expensive, and they're cutting costs. And um, I'm sure it's going to save them an absolute fortune.
1: Yeah, who'd have thought... That giving people gigabytes and gigabytes and gigabytes of free storage on the internet with absolutely you know, where you can sign up for it in minutes with no idea or anything like that was gonna come back and bite them on the arse one day.
0: <laughs> I mean, you would have thought that would be on the first meeting. What hang on, what if nah no don't worry about that, John.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is and this is really important. So let's talk about why this is an issue. One of the things we talk about a lot with sort of email deliverability and that kind of thing on the show and uh, inside of our programs and when we're speaking and stuff is all about the fact that actually the technical side of email deliverability is not all that important. It's not weighted all that heavily when it comes to most of us day to day. If you've got a list of millions of people, maybe this is different, but for most of us, if you've got a few hundred thousand, tens of thousands or a couple of hundred thousand subscribers, really the, the majority of the leverage that you've got when it comes to improving your email deliverability comes down to uh, engagement management, making sure that you're not emailing people who are dud accounts, making sure you're not emailing people who are, you know haven't opened or engaged with your emails in some time. And that's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. We had a call with a friend of ours who's a deliverability expert just talking about just how tight this is uh, getting now, how, how much more careful we're going to have to start to be. And so we're sort of analysing all of that stuff right now. But what that means is that um, we already know from previous episodes, that when people, uh, you know, um, people change their email addresses, you know, as often as every year, you know, a big percentage of people, that kind of thing. And so, if we are now getting to the point where we've got people who haven't used an account for a couple of years, and now Gmail are going to start deleting those accounts, those emails that you send to those accounts are now going to start hard bouncing. In other words, your email platform is going to send the email out; it's literally going to hit a stone wall, and it's going to bounce back again. And when it bounces back again, that's really bad for your sender reputation. And because if you don't, if you're not paying attention to it, and you don't know that those people, those accounts don't exist anymore, you're going to keep emailing this stuff uh, for as long as your email platform will let you before it stops altogether, um, and which won't take very long. And it's all very, very bad for your sender reputation, which makes all of this much more difficult to do. So. But I, I mean, just, just is... want to talk about the good side of this, uh, by the
0: way. Well, that's th- not necessarily good, but the, the indifferent side of this, which is the people who were already not checking their email inboxes, their Gmail accounts, for two years, weren't opening and clicking your emails anyway. So all that's going to happen is, rather than it's just like kind of bad for your reputation, it was pretty bad for your reputation anyway as a sender, because these people weren't clicking and engaging, what's going to happen is there's going to be a much stronger... Um, identifier a much stronger message coming back to your to your domain reputation saying, hey, not only that is not only is that person not clicking and engaging, but that doesn't exist anymore. You've sent it against a brick wall which doesn't exist. So remember th- this is not affecting um, the number of people you're actually truly reaching. Your true reach is no different. All that's happening is you're gonna see the people who actually don't even exist anymore in a much more firm and solid way. Those people already weren't engaging, right? That's what you have gotta remember. Like before it was like they just weren't listening. Now it's like they're not there anymore. That's the difference. And in terms of getting your message through, there is no difference there. So what do we actually do uh, to actually work against this and fix it so that we're prepared? Well, the good news is, if you've been in any of our programs, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know about our engagement monitoring method. Uh, and we're going to briefly t- talk over it again now, but we will also link you over to um, to the, the episodes where we've talked about that in much more detail. But basically, if someone has not clicked a link, clicked a link, not opened, clicked a link in the last 60 days, Right then we're going to put them through a re-engagement, a, re- a subscriber revival campaign, right? Um, and then that, that takes out 14 days. Our LOL sequence that we, uh, we give our, our students takes 14 days. If after that they haven't re-engaged, if they haven't clicked a link, we're then going to stop sending them emails. We're going to remove the tag, that puts or take them out of that segment, or whatever it is you want to do, we're going to stop sending that person emails. Um, The other thing that we're going to do is in the first 14 days of someone subscribing to our email list, we're really going to be looking at them closely, right? Because, again, um, if the person's signing up with a really old Gmail account they actually never even check and they haven't checked for two years, if they don't engage and click a link in our emails in the first 14 days, we're not even going to put them into a revival sequence. We're not even going to give them a second chance. They're just gone. Day 15, if they haven't clicked a link, gone and two really important bits about this one this is not based on open rate this is not based on people opening your emails because that data is incorrect and inconsistent as we keep saying depending on the device the browser the email client the email service what um what spam protection and um and um firewalls and stuff like that they've got on their system like so many variables can show that emails are being opened when they're not or not being opened when they have been. So we're not basing any of this stuff on opens, but we are doing it based on clicks. Okay. So if they don't click within 60 days at any point, we're going to put them into that LOL or revival re-engagement sequence. That's what we're going to do. And that means we can't fall foul of this two year thing, like 600 and something days. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to Anywhere close to that, 60 days, it's going to be taken care of. So that natural list hygiene that we want you to have so that you're having the best engagement, you're having the best deliverability to your audience, that's going to naturally take care of it. Like every other flip and change that's come around, this is not working anymore. Guess what? It doesn't matter if you use our protocol for engagement management. That next change that came around, that also did not affect you, our students. This current change that's coming around, guess what? Anybody who's already got this set up doesn't even need to worry about it. It's already taken care of. We're making zero changes in our business in the light of what Gmail's announcement is. We don't have to. Our students don't have to. You listeners who have implemented this already don't have to. It's already,
1: you're already way ahead of the curve because of this really good engagement monitoring protocol. And the reason why this is happening is that it's easy to look at it without, without the context of this um, and without the rationale of what we've talked through on this episode. It's easy to look at this as, oh my God, Gmail are trying to make this email marketing thing difficult. They're trying to make this hard for us to do. They're not. They're just trying to make it better. And so are we. And so this is really where things are different. What we're trying to do is we're trying to make email marketing better for the people who are sending emails, us and you. And we're trying to make it better for the people who are receiving emails. And Gmail only want the same thing. It's a little bit like, you know, when Facebook have changed their ads policies and people say, oh my God, ads is getting difficult now. Well, it's act- what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it a better experience for their users. Why would they do that? Well, because they want their users to stay on the platform. Why would they do that? Well, because when they do that, more and better people will advertise. And so what all they're trying to do is create a really good customer experience, a user experience. And the same thing applies for Gmail and the, the email platforms. All they're trying to do is make sure that people like using their email platform more. Um... That doesn't mean they don't want anyone sending emails into it. (laughs) That would be redundant. Um, They're happy for people to send emails into it. They just want it to be done in the right way and sent to the right people. And that's what you should want as well. It's definitely what we want. Uh, So basically, we're we're pushing in the same direction. We're doing this. Exactly. We want the
0: same thing, don't we?
1: Yeah, exactly. And people who are moaning and whining about these, these updates saying they're making it more difficult, that's because they're doing email marketing the lazy way. They're, not do, you know, they're just building a list of people and bashing them over the heads regardless of who those people are or what they're doing. Or they're doing these sort of dirty tactics, which is what we are trying to stamp out. Totally,
0: totally. So that's the latest update from Gmail. That's how it does or doesn't affect you and what you should be going and doing about it. We do try and keep you massively up to date on the cusp of what's going on here on the email marketing show. And and of course, like we said, the big thing here is to be monitoring those clicks. The big thing we need to really drive home here, though, Rob, I think, is... Not enough people are putting links in their emails. They go, well, no one's clicked for a week. And they go, okay, how many links, how many of those emails you send? How many emails did you send? One, okay. Did it have anything to click in it? Well, no, not really. Guess what? You haven't given people the opportunity to click. So increase frequency and making sure there is something you want to have people click is critical for this engagement monitoring. The problem with all of this, of course, is if you show up, with an email and it says, Hiya, and come and check this out. And there's just like the link that says click here with blue in blue underlined, people very quickly um, get ad blindness to that. They become they they stop seeing that. They just stop reading at the points before it because they go, Oh, it's gonna just say click here, because that's what it always says. So one of the things we always try and do is think of interesting, quirky, novel, attention-grabbing ways of dressing up the links that are in those emails to make sure people can't get that link blindness to maybe it'll go oh i'm gonna try and click that i am gonna go and click that and um, you, i mean you should definitely be doing that as well and that's the exact reason we put together that resource that you mentioned at the top of the episode rob um if you want to go and grab it it's, it's called Click Tricks, and it's about interesting ways of dressing up the links in your emails to make sure more people are clicking, more people are engaging, and you're keeping that deliverability monitoring uh, really, really high. You can go and get it. It's free for you as a listener at the show by going to emailmarketingheroes.com slash tricks, emailmarketingheroes.com slash tricks. And now it's time for this week's
1: Subject Line of the Week, Subject Line of the Week.
0: What have you got?
1: Uh, this one is first name, so you merge in the first name, first name and Goliath. So if you were receiving this email and your name is David. Uh, <laughs> that was a good example. Oh, that was really the first example I thought of, uh, is <laughs> Karen.
0: <laughs> um, we well, well, be for
1: sure. This one would be Karen and Goliath. So first name and Goliath. I think it's a, it always really interesting if you can take any sort of traditional story or something that's well known, a film name maybe, but the more traditional the story, the better. Um, you know, so like it could be like you know Karen's Ark. <laughs> They're not all biblical, um, but you just you just find yourself any story that people have heard of and um, and swap out something for something that's relevant to them, like their first name or something like that. Roberts Creek, super well. You what? Roberts Creek. Robert's Creek, yeah. 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 Not Robert Shits. That's a different... I've got that. I've, I've swapped the words around there.
0: <laughs> Shit's Robert. <laughs> anyway, I think that's quite enough of this week's Subject,
1: Subject Line of the, of the week. week. Subject line, line of the Week. Thank
0: you so much for listening to the whole show this week. We're going to be back next week with another episode, so make sure you do hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'll see you there.